What's up, everybody? This is another episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast. This is the episode you're looking for. It is the One Six Shooter episode, aka Trevor Williams. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Dude, I'm so excited. This is an episode I personally have been looking forward to for a long time. I'm so glad you're a supportive, uh, a supporter of the podcast. So it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Love it, man. You've been doing a great job. It's it's really been fun to hear everybody. Um, people that I've I've known but haven't, you know, really heard their voice or met in person. So it's been really, really cool to listen to it. Thank you, man. I just personally get so much out of these episodes and this podcast. So maybe it's selfish, I don't know, but I feel like everybody else that's been on here is just I just love to re-listen to them. I think I've listened to yeah. each one multiple times just yeah, to get so much out of it. But. I bet. Yeah, Can't me wait, too. I've listened to a bunch of them a couple of times. Yeah. Awesome, dude. So I know you've been doing photography, uh, or toy photography for a while, but what, what's the actual start date for you? When did you start? Uh, that's It's a little uh, blurry, but I, I think it was, uh, it was in 2015, but like I picked up some, some figures, like I collected uh, a few one six figures and and some other little like you know uh, Batman the animated series or the Dark Knight um, figures I think uh, at some point and just stuff to put on my desk at work. Um, but when I started getting into one six stuff, I got into a community uh, sideshow collectors that you know people would post pictures of stuff they just picked up. So I started doing that and, you know, I had a couple on my desk. I'd pose them a little bit. And then as I got posing them, I'm like, oh, this could be cool. I could take this to another level. <laughs> I could I could put these in front of a background. I know Photoshop. I could Photoshop them in. I could do it on green screen. And here I'm thinking I'm coming up with something completely new and original. And, and meanwhile, I wasn't on IG and I didn't see any of this stuff. So, um, yeah, it was probably like like 2015 at some point. I started to really like play with it a little bit more and i think i posted to ig in like early 2016 or something like that so it's only been like three or four years so were you on instagram before you started doing toy photography i was but it was all those you know it's vacation photos and stuff i didn't really use it you know back when back then it was that's what kind of what it was it was like you know take some snapshots put a filter on it throw it up Uh, wasn't really using it to uh, any kind of effect for uh, social recognition or I didn't really have a lot of friends on there or, or people that I really connected with on there. So uh, it was, you know, pictures of my dog and stuff. So, Gotcha. Kind of like a Facebook alternative. It really was. Yeah, it really was. Um, and then, you know, I posted a couple pictures and then I started to see, I was like, I, I couldn't believe all the people that were doing this. So I was like, what's this is, this is something I thought, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's a handful of people we're probably going to be doing, um, at that. And, um, then I started seeing the groups and the tags and yeah. the sessions and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, this is a thing. This is actually a thing. Amazing. Did you have a background in photography before you started doing this? So I'm a creative director and so advertising is my background. So, Part of what I've I've had to do in the past is art direct photography, first of all, professional photographers at the time. And okay. and then occasionally I'd have to go into the back room and, you know, take some shots of some products that 
we didn't have the budget to do, you know, a pro shoot for. So, um, yeah, no, when it came to that, yeah, I, I learned kind of by, by need based. Gotcha. And, uh, I think I've learned a lot more since then only just, I've gotten deeper into the lighting and things like that, uh, since then, but, uh, yeah, I can do basic stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you started researching a little more as you got into the toy photography side. Did you have a DSLR when you first started? Uh, yeah, real old one, but, uh, I quickly upgraded and yeah, I studied more. I, I, I got a lot of videos. I bought some, some things, um, some video creative live and things like that for portraiture uh, lighting and, um, and things like that, which that part, that aspect of it for me is, is really my favorite part of it is, is the lighting and, and playing with the light. Um, yeah. so I'm really, if I've studied anything, uh, that's, it's been a lot of that since, uh, since I started. Whenever you first started out, did you have anybody that really influenced your work? <clears throat> In the toy photography community? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, mm, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot, I, I'm sure a lot of people did. I don't think I could point to anybody in particular that I can remember that, uh, I mean, I got to know people pretty quickly. Uh, uh, Tony passage to Alderon, Jason worked more or less Spencer. I got to know all those guys pretty quickly. Um, we kind of jumped in exclude came along like a year later, the exclude collective exclude and I got involved with that. So I kind of got to know those guys through there. And they've always been influences. Um, a lot of, a lot of people. Um, Tom, I, Tom's Iwatu is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's always an inspiration. But at the time, I think it was just, I was taking in so much. Like I couldn't believe all this stuff was out there and like just learning uh, by seeing what people were doing. It was interesting. Like, you know, when you start out, you don't know, are you going to do, the practical aspect are you going to do the photoshop thing are you going to be you know more of an illustrator that puts figures on top of a green screen and you know what i mean um so there was a lot of that stuff um that i was just taking in you know what i mean yeah and you incorporate like almost every single aspect in every kind of uh approach to toy photography so do you feel like there's one that you gravitate towards more than another you know, this is what I was thinking about earlier, actually, in the day that we were just talking okay. about. But <laughs> yeah, like it's in, it's interesting. So I started out, I think, because I know Photoshop, like I've been using Photoshop since I'm going to date myself, but like version number two, I think. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I know it pretty well. And I started out doing things where I would, you know, take them on a, on a blank screen take a shot of a figure and then superimpose it onto a backdrop, do all sorts of effects. And then I would do other things where I would like create an environment and, and shoot them in a, in a, a you know, a kind of a scratch built diorama, you know, at the time. So um, it was a mix of things. And then I got, you know, looking more at other people's work. And it, that's an interesting thing. Like, do you go the route of, you know, pr the practical, I saw a lot of people throwing around the word practical and I'm like, okay, this seems to be a big thing. Like why are people touting the fact that they're doing practical yeah. effects and practical photography? And to me, it was kind of like a, wow, is everybody just negative 
Photoshop, like anti Photoshop, because <laughs> people do things with Photoshop that's incredible. I mean, yeah. I haven't done as much of it lately, but there was a couple things that I've shown people that, like, I, I tell you, like, 60% of this is Photoshop. This entire backdrop is Photoshop. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty incredible. I'm like, yeah, you can do this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't take that as, you know, being any less photography than practical effects. I guess you could call it more photographic illustration. Um and that's an interesting thing for me, just to look at that stuff and and the different way the community looks at at certain the way people do certain things. And is it photography? Is it not photography? You know, the ACBA thing, they're kind of anti-Photoshop, mm -hmm. all practical. Um I, I don't know, it's diff different approaches. And I find them all interesting and I want to do them all. You yeah. Know? And I find that the people that are the purists and I love the people that do the ACBA stuff because they are so good at what they do and they think outside the box. But I feel like sometimes the purists, they miss out on a lot of the sometimes you can stretch yourself as an artist implementing different techniques like Photoshop or Lightroom and you right. can grow yourself and learn new things. So. What are your thoughts on that? Like, so yeah, I you... I'm I, you know, when I first got into ACBA, joined that group, I was a little like, you know, I, I felt like uh, this is not my term, but somebody said, like, it's like the Amish of photog toy photography, <laughs> <laughs> which I found really funny. Uh, it's not disparaging, but it, yeah. it is basically like, you know, you you do with what you have practically and on the table. And, you know, if you want a lightsaber effect, you better light it with a laser. Or somebody's going to call you on it, you know. Now, come to find out, it's not as, as harsh as all that. And a little bit of Photoshop is fine. They're okay with that. I edit everything in Photoshop. so. Um, but I do find myself doing, once I got into it, doing more figuring out, like, how to hide a stand in a shot as opposed to, well, I'll just Photoshop that out. Yeah. Um, but, yes, to your point, there are reasons to do that. And sometimes a shot demands that you have this like a figure flying in the air and it's, it's fine that you've got maybe cotton smoke or something coming up from behind him to hide yeah. a stand, but it's also fine that you take it into Photoshop and take that out and it's a better picture for it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just an approach like Simon Hill. He he's, he's a master of that. And, um, and his shots show that. I mean, I think the approach is part of the art. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Almost it's, that's his style and it's part of that. But I don't find myself needing to tie myself to one approach. You know what I mean? I think multiple. Definitely. I'd like, I'd rather, I'm more about what the end result and the end photo is going to be like. Um, and is it going to be a better photo if I have to Photoshop out a stand, you know, or add some smoke, you know, whatever. It reminds me a lot of like the people who love the prequels and the people who hate the prequels because Lucas used so much green screen and yeah. versus versus the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it is, and you know, and that has its benefits and its uh, you know, obviously the prequels have their detractors for that. I I always thought it was a little overdone, but I think it was the time it was done. Yeah, you know, so. And and that's a good point. It can be done well, or mm -hmm. it can be done badly. Like you can do Photoshop, and you can do a bad job with Photoshop, and it will show in the end picture. You can do all ACBA, 
and you could do a bad job with some of that. And it, you know, the end result is going to show that. So I say, do what makes the picture good. You know what I mean? If definitely, you know, if it calls for a little bit of Photoshop, I, I don't think a practical lightsaber is just, it's not going to look good. <laughs> it's just not going to look good. That's true. I like to call you, uh, by what you know you've kind of you've kind of like coined this is the quality versus quantity statement and um you definitely emulate and and try to perfect that is that something that you focus on more is trying to post like the only the best thing that you can produce versus kind of posting frequently every single day like what's your what's your philosophy on that i would love to post every single day uh i just don't have the time to do it and yeah i I don't want to post anything. I think Tom was talking about this. Everybody's sort of talked about this in some regard, but I think Tom and I are on par with the amount of things that we have sort of uh, thrown in the trash can that uh, just didn't meet our quality you know, needs. And that's just a personal thing. Yeah. I'm sure I could throw some of this stuff up and people would go, ah, that, that's a good, that's a good picture. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not great, but it's, that's fine. You know? Yep. Um, but I just don't, if it's not, if I'm not loving it, if, uh, it's not what I had in my head, I'm just not going to post it. So yeah, I would rather do something that I also get a little, I don't want to get too deep, but I, I get a little bored doing the same thing over and over again. So I like to try new things, new lighting techniques, new lighting setups. Um, so, you know, I like to try different things and it takes me longer to do a little yeah. bit of that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Quality over quantity is kind of a motto. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want to post stuff for the sake of posting. It's not, it kills me with the, you know, the Instagram algorithm and stuff, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you shoot during the week? Um, I shoot a lot, but not all of the stuff. Um, so I, I, I shoot for, there's a company I shoot for. I do some stuff for reviews. So not all of it is based on getting it up on Instagram and getting a post up. So, but I, I would shoot, I would shoot four or five times a week. I think um, generally okay. after I'm done working and, I go downstairs in the studio and if it hits me, if I'm not cleaning up you know, after the last shot, yeah, you know, I'll get something done. But yeah, it takes me a while. And I know that's another question that you usually ask people is how long does it take? Yeah. <laughs> What's the ratio? I'm curious of shots that you do for yourself versus ones you do for, um, for companies. Not much. I mean, the company stuff is is minimal right now. Um, I got something coming up that it was probably going to take a little more time, but it's stuff that uh, if I have a figure to shoot. So I've, I've done some stuff for QMX, um, who's done the Star Trek figures, uh, the Princess Bride, and I'm, I'm shooting something else for them right now. And the, the thing with those things is they're generally prototypes and the, the you could get like a hand that just isn't quite ready mm. to go it's not ready for prime time so you've got to really tack yeah you got to blue tack that on and then you got to photoshop that out later and it's constantly drooping while you're shooting you know what i mean so you've got to you got to really fix that so a lot of them can be a little touchy you know what i mean and they're just not ready the head's not fitting correctly so you got to blue tack that and getting it wow. to be yeah 
so i mean they're tricky so it's difficult so when i do that kind of stuff that can take that can take up a lot of my time especially when you're doing it for a client they've got a deadline you've got to get that done everything else has to go to the to the wayside before you can get back to shooting on instagram so so when they send you a figure do they send you like the box and everything or the, how do they do that because i've always wondered no i mean generally with that stuff it's in a cobbled box um the artwork is not finished yet usually what i'm shooting is for the artwork like the box artwork so gotcha like a lot of my shots are on the cover of the, the star trek figures which is cool that is cool but uh yeah i mean and like i said it's like you might have to photoshop something because they, it's it's not finished or um you know they they're asking if I can use a hand from another figure, you know, because they just don't have it ready or whatever. But uh, I mean, for the most part, they're they're pretty good. But, uh, you know, sometimes they're a little little rough around the edges. What's your favorite company to shoot for? Uh, in terms of work or in terms of just like products, just like just enjoyment, product. just enjoyment, enjoyment uh line or i'm sorry i'm gonna be granular but uh like i i i love shooting like well i've done a lot of reviews on asmus um toys the lord of the rings mm -hmm. line and i love shooting those things they're great they're just really well done uh the clothing is beautiful the lighting that you can do on lord of the rings is you know it's just fun it's uh yep you know it's it's always interesting you can always there's always varied environments that you can shoot them in so those are always fun yeah how excited are you for the new uh amazon series yeah I, I you know i haven't read is there is there more detail out about that because like i'm like what are they gonna do are they doing the the children of uh huron or what or what are they what are what is it gonna be like is it gonna be lord of the rings all over again just done as a series well, it's the second age, as far as I know. They've oh, cast, they've okay. cast the main cast now, and it's. I want to say they're supposed to be doing some young Aragorn stuff. Oh, um, interesting. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, one of the uh, interviews I saw recently that it's a whole new storyline. It's nothing in the Silmarillion. Okay. Nothing. Yeah, like it's totally oh. new ground they're breaking. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I was I was wondering like what are you gonna what are they gonna do? It's got to be something just based on lore or a few background stories or thing, things like that 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 really weren't fleshed out by him. Yeah, uh, so that's interesting. Hopefully, that'll fill up the Game of Thrones uh, void. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They've gotten the blessing of like the Tolkien family to kind of like break new ground, and so Great. I I'm very excited personally. That's cool. I hope they get some good writers that can you know, live up to that, uh, that level, I hope to, to, uh, to write it. I hope they actually get some authors, you know, somebody who's, who knows the genre and not just a screenwriter. Me too. I hope it's going to be like as good or better than the Game of Thrones stuff. So it's going to yeah. be interesting. So how do you feel like looking back on your journey as a toy photographer has changed? Do you see a lot of improvement? Do you enjoy it more? What do you feel like has changed? Oh yeah, I've definitely improved. I hope I've improved. <laughs> early stuff i heard you talking about this with somebody else i don't remember who it was but uh, uh captain matt captain chaos and i got into a thing one time i think i was on uh i think it was the um epic toy art uh chat 
And yeah. uh, we we're just talking about how you should never go back in somebody's feed. Like it, it's almost rude to, <laughs> to go back to the beginning of somebody's feed. Cause it's just, it's awful stuff. I mean, for the most part, it's pretty bad. Um, I would say it, it was, it was a, there's some, yeah, there's some clunkers in there, but yeah, definitely improved. Um, and I think I've focused, um, uh, I, I found, focused a lot more on lighting, obviously, but, um, uh, you know, I, I started out as one sixth too, and now I, I one sixth is like every once in a while. Uh, I got just a lot of varied interests, um, as far as shooting goes. And I just, you know, just want to do a good image. I just want to make a good image that I'm happy with and is fun. And, um, yeah, but I've, it's definitely grown. Yeah, I've definitely grown. I, I couldn't say how, but I have grown. Do you take more time now than you did when you first started? Yeah, surprisingly, like you think you'd get faster at this, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's hours, man. I mean, sometimes I think, I think you're pickier. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, literally I was doing a Lego setup the other day and, um, Lego, if you haven't shot Lego, it's great, but there's so many aspects of Lego. There's the fact that they're shiny and they're tight, they're small and they're a real pain in the ass to uh, deal with because they're constantly falling over. Yeah. Uh, and then getting into the set and picking up one figure that's fallen over in the middle of it, you know, could be a real disaster. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that took me, I mean, I left that set up for two days because I, I shot it for a few, like an hour or so. It took me like an hour to set up, shot it for an hour, went back to my computer, took a look at the shots, didn't like it, went back, shot it some more. And then I just, I'm like, I got to walk away because it's not working for whatever reason. Um, and the next day I got it, but that it was, you know, hundreds of shots and, you know, four, four or five hours into that for, to get like one or two shots. So. Wow. It's I feel like, I feel like the people like yourself who, you know, have gotten better and better and better in toy photography, they do take more time and they, they realize that it's yeah. going to, it's going to take at least a day or two days or three days to be able to get the shot that you want. Because if yeah. you put that, that time in and you're able to get a better shot rather than just rushing it and, and, and not yeah. taking that, that time. I think there's an approach and some people have said, like, I think I have to take this approach too. I just have to, like, I generally approach it from, I've got an idea in my head and I can, you know, having done creative work for my entire life, I can kind of picture what I want. You know what I mean? So something will pop in and I'm like, okay, I got it. I can look at the angle. I can move it around in my head. Like I have a camera in my hand and say, Ooh, yeah, that would be cool. Um, that'd be a nice composition. The lighting should be like this. And then I can go down and I can set it up the way I, I've tried to see it in my head and it could not work at all <laughs> or, or something pops up, which I think I have to take more advantage of just like, Hey, let's be a little freer. Let's take the camera off the tripod and let's just move things around and play. Yeah. As opposed to just, this is the idea I have. This is what I want to do and I'm going to hammer this until I get it uh, which can work I get a shot out of it but I think I've I think I got to play a little more yeah how often do you like set up a, a shot and try to get that shot and then have to re- go back and reshoot it um 
it's more often than than getting it on the first try generally i mean i'll go really? back and i know a lot of people like out, i say outdoor i know you're an indoor guy too like outdoor photography i it's tricky man because i've done it and i'll go back and it's a crapshoot whether or not you've got something or you've got absolutely nothing for an entire day of shooting outside you know what i mean i mean yeah you can sometimes salvage something but uh i'll go upstairs i'll shoot a bunch you know 50 60 shots i'll go upstairs i'll put them in lightroom look at them i might even bring it into photoshop and partially edit it mm-hmm. and at that point go you know this guy's got to be over a little more to the left or if his hand was just up a little bit more and, and, and that i'm just going to go do that yeah I mean, <laughs> literally take the shot with me and and um, and look at it and go, OK, move that guy's arm up a, about a half an inch and this and that. And so often, often I'll go back and, and reshoot. I rarely get something on the first try. So I'm curious. I've always kind of wondered this about you. Like, when do you know that you have the shot that you're ready to post? Like, when do you know? Is it just a gut feeling or like when you've done it a million times? How do you know? Yeah, it's a gut feeling. Like if I look at it and I go, "Ooh, I I really like this." Like you can you really excited about it. Like this is going to be great. Love the shot. Love the way it came out. It just came out even if it wasn't the way I wanted it, but it just came out really really well. Yeah. Um you you know, you know, you feel good about it. You feel good, you know, you know when there's that shot. And so many times I've I've hung on something that like this is just not, it's not good enough, but I really want to post something tonight. It's been like three days and I really just want to post something and like, I'm just going to do it. And then you do it and you almost feel like dirty. <laughs> you know, like, like oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, I know it's not good enough. It's all right, but it's like, it could have been so much better. And now I'm going to shoot it in a different way. And I'm going to have to wait three weeks to, sh- to put it up there because it's going to be like the same shot. <laughs> yep. it's a weird it's a weird thing to navigate especially when Mm -hmm. you're wanting to post and you have that urge to post because you want that interaction you want that engagement and i feel like i I, i've tried to like learn how to navigate the stories and like learn how to use the stories as a kind of a way to temper my need to post yeah Um, yeah and to engage because it's not the same as posting like a new shot, but sometimes you can say, Oh, this is what I'm working on. And this is something I'm, 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 I'm trying to get, you know, the kinks worked yeah. out of. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that's a you, good, that's a good way to do it too. Um, and I think more people should be, and I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not always open to that either in terms of showing what I'm working on, unless I know it's going to work or I'm ready to post it. I've done some lives like that on, on Instagram, like just, here's what I'm shooting, you know, yeah. just, uh, you might be interested in how I set it up and we'll see if it works. <laughs> Which I love those. I love those ones that you do. They're amazing. They help so much. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, that's the whole, uh, the whole purpose of them. And, um, that's the other thing, like just being able to get some, some feedback from people. Um, I think that's something that we should do more of in the community. And I started a hashtag, about a year ago and it's my fault that I haven't kept up on it. Um, but I think it was, uh, maybe it's also my fault that I don't remember what it was, but it was, uh, want, want CC, uh, want creative criticism or yep. creative critique. Um, and I some people that. take advantage of it. And I did, I was trying to get more people beyond myself to 
go in there and look at them and give people critiques about the work because it was a lot of you know new people newer to the um to the to the community and to the hobby and it was as simple as like well you know you took a picture of the black panther but that you know the leaf behind it is giant so like look for those things and you know yeah. just simple stuff but there were some people who were you know pretty well versed in this stuff too that that put use the hashtag and that was interesting i i put some of my stuff up there um i think some people commented on it that's an aspect of the acba community that i kind of like you go on the acba and because it's a group that you have to join you kind of take i guess that you you take you take the chance that you're going to put something up and somebody's going to go yeah that's nice but you know this guy's foot isn't planted uh he's not really holding that gun the right way his walking yeah. stride doesn't look right and people are they're not brutal but people will tell you you know you think you got this golden shot and they're like yeah it's nice but and you're like ah <laughs> but yeah. it makes you think the next time more about that which i think on instagram it's a little more it's supportive which is great but i think yeah. people are a little more afraid to say i love this shot i i would have liked to seen him over to the left a little bit more or maybe if you'd angled the camera you know people don't generally say that it's more just uh hey great shot or i flick by it if i don't like it you know what i mean which i would rather people say like listen do you like the shot or or I'm I'm open to criticism. I went to art school, man. We did this all the time. You know what I mean? And it makes yeah. you better. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does make it, you better. I agree. I, I think that's something that we could learn how to navigate better too. Um, not everybody I feel like is as open to criticism as you are. Um no. so that's something we have to learn how to learn how to work with too. Is some people really take it personally, man. And um I know myself yeah. I've I've had to like really separate myself from my work and say, Well, they're not attacking me. They're just really, you know trying to make me a better photographer and that's something i've matured in myself too there's there's an art to doing that too which is it's difficult to just throw it up even with the hashtag i thought it was going to be tricky because some people could be responding to it and be negative and just negative yeah whereas as a creative director i've learned dealing with art directors you go in and you go say hey i i love this whole thing that you got going on i'm not digging the green you know what i mean or something yeah. like that you know what i mean so you yeah. find what's great about it and then you just kind of ease into the what would make this better would be this. And if people are open to it, if they put themselves out there and are open to it, yeah, you know, it's it, it can be helpful. But, yes, you can't just generally just go up on anybody's post and, and start, you know, knocking, knocking stuff because, yeah, they're not going to be too happy about that. Yeah. How do you find uh, a good balance for your social media to your real life? Like, what do you do to kind of like navigate that? Yeah. Social media takes over your life, man. It really does. And and I do social media for, you know, clients that I have as well. So it's, so I'm like, my entire life is half of my life is social media. Probably all of my life is social media. <laughs> But I'm, it's funny because I'm not really like I've stopped all the aside from toy photography, Facebook. I don't get into personal stuff on there. I don't do personal stuff on Instagram. I don't do personal stuff really anywhere. Twitter a little bit, but but not much. So I kind of keep my life out of it, I guess, except for my toy photography life. And, and that's how I navigate it. So it's pretty much just that stuff. And you know, it's, it's spreading one picture out over 
multiple spaces and multiple groups and things like that, which I'm sure probably gets annoying to people. I don't know who's going to see something and you're going to, you know, find somebody that you didn't know about or they find you and, and you know, it's so, I, yeah, I, I try to keep a balance, but it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to stay off. You think you're going to miss something, you know, that somebody else has posted, you know what I mean, or that's going on. So it's, it's part of life. It's part of life now. Sadly, better or worse. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's hard. It's very consuming. And especially I think like I for me. If I set like an hour where I just go and scroll and I'll be like, okay, this is going to be the dedicated hour that I go through and try yeah. to like see everybody's posts. I do a lot better rather than just like randomly scrolling throughout my day. And I feel like I yeah. get a lot more done uh, when I do that. Do you do that? Do you have like a set probably, time? or? Do you... No, that's probably a good policy though. Um, I guess I would have set times because there's set parts of my day. If I'm having lunch, I might scroll through something. If I'm you know, eating breakfast, I might do it, I guess my meals <laughs> Yeah. Or, or, or at night, you know what I mean? You're, you're kind of multitasking, watching TV and scrolling through the feed, mm-hmm. which probably isn't good because you don't give your full attention to things. But, um, you know, there's also the aspect of when you post things, you know, wanting to respond to people who have, who have bothered to comment, which I'm, I'm not, I don't have a hundred percent track record on. Um, but I try. I mean, I try. But it, it literally could be a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying because I get so many comments. I'm just saying, like, just doing that on, on IG, doing that on Facebook, um, it, it's, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. And there's a point where you got to, like, I want to look at other people's stuff. I want to comment on that stuff. I don't have time to do this. Like, you know, yeah. six hours a day. I just I can't do it or I'll, I'll never do anything else. So, uh, yeah. You got to strike a balance. And I hope people understand that if you bothered me personally, if you bothered to comment on something, I really, really appreciate it. And I, I do like all those. I just don't necessarily have time to respond to every comment. I'd love to. I try to, but I don't always. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like if you want to strike up a conversation, like send a DM instead of trying to do it on a photo. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see personally, I don't expect if I leave a comment on some somebody, I don't even expect them to beyond just liking the comment to respond to me. They don't, I don't feel like you've slighted me if you haven't responded to my praise of your shot. Yeah. I just feel like it does. It deserved praise. (laughs) So there you go. I agree. I, I always appreciate it when people comment and I try to respond too and say, thank you. Um, but it's difficult, man, especially when you do the sessions and then like everybody sees your shot and it's like, you, you have like, you know, so many comments and it's like, it is hard to respond to every single one with a thoughtful, uh, heart, heartwarming response. Yeah. Just beyond just, Hey, thanks. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thanks. You know, like it's yeah. like, <laughs> I'd almost rather not have somebody, me personally respond to the comment with just like, thanks, because it feels like. I know you don't have time to respond. It's fine. You know what I mean? I'm sure you read yeah. it. And if I said something meaningful or nice, you know, I'm sure yeah. you took it the right way. And I, I get it. You know what I mean? But social media is a weird thing, man. Like if you don't, you know, if if you don't get that feedback, sometimes you feel like, uh, you know, you're slighting me. Did you like that person's photo when they liked yours? Did you comment for comment? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I just can't. I can't do that all the time. You know, I just feel like 
And I think a lot of people don't realize a lot of different people are on this platform from different parts of the world and there's different social uh, experiences. Like for instance, you're from New York and not everybody's going to be as, as uh, open. The commentary might not be as open or it may be more open than, than normal. And yeah. So there's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of different. That's an interesting aspect too. Yeah. Just the, 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 the global aspect of this too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes I'll be like, why is that person always so short on their comments? I'm like, is it just, you know, I, maybe I, so I'll overanalyze it and then that, and it doesn't appreciate what they did. Um, but yeah, yeah totally. it's, it could just be in English as a second language. I, I, I'm amazed that most of the people in, in the rest of the world can, uh, speak and write English as well as they can. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's just an amazing thing anyway. Yeah, definitely. That is one of the things I actually have on my list is to start working on a second language. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So do you have any pinch me moments in your journey as a toy photographer where you look back and you're like, oh my God, did that actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. One of them was, uh, we, was a shared experience between you and I, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I ever, uh, I ever spoke to you. I'd say met because it's a weird thing over social media. Did we actually meet? Um, but yeah, that CNN thing, a couple of years, a few, a few years back now, um, uh, May 4th, <clears throat> it was an amazing thing. Um, you know, we, we kind of got the idea that it was going to be, and I, I kept telling my wife, I'm like, I think I'm, I might be on CNN.com. <laughs> I don't know what's exactly happening, Yep. you know, but it might be there. And yeah, she woke me up the next morning like, oh my God, it's on CNN. It's all like on the homepage of like, oh my God, I can't believe that's so cool. That's how I discovered your account actually. The same here, man. Same here. <laughs> Yeah. I was amazed because I was like, when I got the uh, the message from him on a DM, and he was so nice. He's like, do you, do you want to be you know uh, yeah. a part of the website feature for the May the Fourth article? And I was like, well, of course I do. Like, <laughs> do I? Is, is that really a question? <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, that was an amazing experience, man. I I I loved that guy, like getting to talk to him, and I think he still follows me till this yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. a cool guy. Um, yeah, cool that was experience. really cool. Um, I think everything is centered around either uh, May 4th or Star Wars. I, every year I have, I get, I want to do a good May 4th post. And every year I have the same anxiety the week before that I haven't got anything good to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was the first May 4th. I don't even know if I posted anything that year that was like specific to May 4th, but that happened. So that was cool. The year after that, I think I did the um, the shot with the Vader helmet, the uh, poster shot with the Black Series. Um, uh, yeah, which went pretty pretty nuts. Um, did pretty well, and that's ultimately another pinch me moment. That I did the uh, Star Wars uh, fan awards, which that won, which was really really cool. Um, which I know Jason was talking about, <laughs> but yeah, I think all of them have really kind of centered around. Um, yeah, May 4th in <laughs> those posts. Um, wow. I think uh, it's kind of like, um, what do I say? Like just, uh, you know, the, the the need to get something done quickly is is kind of the the, the um, mother of uh, invention or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like you need to, I need to put this together quickly. I literally put that shot together the night before. I cut up the lay address and everything and, and bashed that together and it worked out. So... 
was cool. That was an incredible, incredible shot, man. That that to me is like one of the all time best made the four shots. Gotta say. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it was it was fun the way it came out, and um, yeah, and then and then you're like, now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> How do I top it? Yeah. I know you've had a uh, Mark Hamill like your shots a few times. Was that was that uh? That's another thing. See, it's all too. Star Wars. It's all Star Wars. Um, yeah, that was so. <laughs> that was like so cool. Like the first time it happened was on Twitter. Um, it was an early shot. Like this is where I thought, like, oh my god, this could be something. Um, it was. Uh, it was when Kenny Baker died, and I did a shot with Kenny Baker, and this mainly Photoshop of Kenny Baker in made out of stars. It was an old shot, so nobody's probably seen that. But he retweeted it. But he retweeted it from somebody else retweeting it so it never got back to me in any way but it's fine it was just like cool just to have that happen and then yeah he liked another shot that i did i think of one of the uh i think of him reading to the uh porgs on uh octo or something like that it's just like such a weird thing it's like uh, mark hamill okay he was scrolling by and he went that's cute (laughs) but to us it's like oh my god you know i think somebody else who was it um either uh richie nose rain or somebody somebody had um um robert downey jr uh like retweeted something and like oh wow or liked it or something like that and it's just like such a small thing for them but it's like such a huge thing um for us yeah so that was another good one yeah a bunch of them it's been fun it's been a lot of fun it's amazing how social media has kind of shrunk the world in the sense of like people who are celebrities versus people who are us like normies (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um you definitely feel closer to people and uh <clears throat> you know i mean you you see i think it's a good thing in, in that respect that you see the human side i think of people yeah, although you know there's a mix of like is that human or is that put on for social media because so many people who are you know quote unquote you know celebrity social media celebrities influencers whatever you want to call them um you you wonder often is that is that real? You know, is that really who you are? Or is this just, uh, you know, is this all put on to sell yeah. product? Sometimes I think maybe it's just like a social media manager who's not, it's not even them who's doing it. So I'm always, I'm always thinking that too. Well, that, well, oh, now I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't I mean think, to steal I your think thunder. Mark Hamill actually does his own work. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, but that's true. I mean, that is true. I mean, a lot of the times they're not even posting for themselves, but yeah. Yeah, I think Mark does his own. I'm pretty sure he's he's got enough political stuff on there. I'm pretty sure it's him. <laughs> yeah, I think anybody managing him would 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 tell him not to post half that stuff. Yeah, his own I'm, I'm sure. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We will get right back to the Toy Photographers podcast. Stay right there. Welcome back, everybody, to the Toy Photographers podcast. We have Mr. Trevor Williams, a.k.a. One Six shooter on the line thank you so much man for being on the episode i really appreciate everything that you've been talking about today it's been a joy yeah same here man i really appreciate you having me on i always throw this big nebulous question to every guest but i want to hear what you think is where do you see yourself and the toy photography hobby in 10 years 10 years is a long time but it goes fast um I don't know. I mean, I think I'll still be doing this. Um, it's it's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about how this works into 
you know, how, how this works into, into, into the art world. Um, and it was kind of like, again, we'll talk about exclude, but like kind of the point of exclude collective when Jack started, it was to be an art magazine and to really elevate this into, you know, sort of an art form and give it a platform that, that outside of Instagram and things and, and print it and make it look cool. Um, I recently did an, an art show, a uh, local art show and had a couple pieces in there. Um, and it was interesting to watch people come into the room. I was, I was kind of in the more avant-garde room. You know, this is, mm-hmm. we're kind of in a, a, we're on an island. I'm on Long Island. So it's, it's, it's kind of seaside and, you know, waterside. So there's a lot of watercolors of, you know, the ocean and, uh, you know, lighthouses and things like that. And then there's, you know, my Kylo Ren and and like, and uh, so it was, it was jarring. Um, It was, it was some, with some other pop art type pieces, but it still, it was interesting to see people come through and, you know, I would just sort of hang over in the corner and I'd watch people look at it and kind of looking at each other going, they they couldn't quite figure out what it was. I mean, these were one sixth um, figures so that it was obvious, it wasn't obvious that they were toys necessarily, but so I think people were having a hard time figuring out what they were. So I would walk over and say, just like say, hey, they're um, they're action figures, and they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they genuinely liked the image, you know what I mean? And this this was the um, breakfast at Tatooine shot that I did with uh, oh, yeah. Audrey Hepburn in in the cantina, which um, was one of those things that just came at the last minute after I was shooting the Audrey Hepburn shot um, images. But <clears throat> so that like it was like. I, I picked that specifically because I knew it was going to be an older crowd and like, at least it'd be something that they recognized, you know what I mean? Sure. Even if they didn't get the whole, the whole gist of why she was had surrounded by these aliens. <laughs> but I had this one woman who was uh, an, an older one and you know, older than me uh, saying uh, she came up to me. She's like, this is really, this is like, this is art. You know and She's like, this is worth coming here for. And I was like, wow. and, she wasn't, and she wasn't nuts. So, like, <laughs> so I was like, wow, that's, that's really, that's really cool to hear, you know, because you don't, we all think of this as art and, and, and it's an art form, of course. I mean, anything can be art. You can open a can of soup and it could be art. Um, but you know, how is it accepted into the quote unquote art world? Mm. Um, and, but there's a lot of stuff that I've seen that, that this approaches, I just don't think it's made it made the leap into the you know to the echelon of of you know uh, having a, a show or something like that, which I'd love to see. Um, I've tried to get something together uh, here locally with some of the guys that are on Long Island. It's very hard to uh, you know get these places to sort of accept this stuff, and then you know if you're not willing to outlay your own cash and things like that for it, it's uh, it gets to be a little pricey but that's some, still something that's in the back of my head that I'd, I'd really love to do just to showcase it um so in 10 years um i hope i have a lot less figures because i got way too many things right now but um <laughs> really i really have to pare down can't imagine what's gonna be i'm gonna be buried um in plastic uh but yeah i'll, I'll I, I suspect i'll probably be doing this um in some way, shape, or form, yeah. Um, I don't don't know if it's going to take me anywhere. If it's going to be, you know, a thing that you know evolves into something else, um, work related. I'd love to see that. I'd love to do more photography for companies. Um, but that's a finite, you know, 
thing too. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's tough to compete when you've got people overseas that can do it cheaper and things like that. So, uh, you know, it, I would love to do more of that stuff. I don't know if that's going to evolve into it or not, but I'll definitely be doing it just for the enjoyment of it. I think. Fascinating, man. That is such a cool story about the lady that complimented the art. And I think for this, uh, segment, I always want to, you know, just see where people's mindset is and where they're going and what, where they're headed. So I know fine art is definitely up to the viewer and people, like you said, like it'd be a, a tomato can spit on spilled out and th- yeah. people consider that art. And so there's a lot more to it than, than, uh, than just that. So I, I think this, I think in 10 years, man, it, it, the sky's the limit, man. I think it's going to, I think that we'll see a mainstream acceptance for sure. I really do. Yeah, I I think it's going to have a time and I'm not sure when that's coming and what the catalyst for that is going to be. Um, it, it seems like it's like poked through with a few things um, and a few people. I mean, obviously, you know, Sergeant Bananas has been out there. Um, you know, a few things have gotten recognized here and there, but not in like a big, big way or as a you know, as almost a movement. Um, and I hesitate to use these lofty terms like a movement, but (laughs) you know, it's a hobby that's grown for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I even had like my, my, my plumber came over one by one time and I don't know how I got into talking to this about it, but I ended up showing him what I did. Oh, yeah, cause all the stuff's in the basement. That's why. So he comes down and sees all these gotcha. toys and I kind of explained to him what all the toys are about. And he's like, Oh, you know, my kid does that. And he showed me pictures of his, you know, his like little kid. It's out in the backyard, you know, stormtroopers in the dirt. And I'm like, oh, that's great. He's like, can you give him some tips? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll give him some tips. But so it's like, you know, it's, it, I think it's more of a hobby that's, that's growing with people who are getting into collecting now, because I think, you know, the collecting aspect is one thing, but you kind of, you know, you, you take something out of the box, you put it on the shelf and then what, you know? And, and yeah. With social media, everything's about photography. Everything's about video. Everything's about, you know, kind of, for better or worse, look what I got. And um, I think it's just going to become a bigger and bigger thing. So hopefully it, mm. hopefully it does break through. And some of the, you know, the more art-type work um, breaks out and actually becomes, um, you know, something that's recognized a little bit more. For sure. Is there a shot that you haven't done yet that I like to call the grail shot, like the bucket, <laughs> the bucket shot that you're maybe working on that you want to hint at that you're doing anytime soon. There is always a May 4th shot that I'm thinking about. I try now to think about it ahead of time because I know that, that May 2nd is going to come and I'm going to be panicking. <laughs> so there's a big one um, that I want to do that I'm not going to get into it, but uh, it's, it's going to be, very involved um and i'm gonna try and do it practically and i don't know how that's gonna work out so uh, Mm. it it may be it may be a a mix of things i don't know i I, the practicality aspect of it to me is like is is interesting in that i like to see the behind the scenes of that you know like i actually i went to um do you know felix hernandez uh i'm not sure check him check out his work he's a I mean, he's like, I had to say to say a pro photographer because anybody who gets paid as a pro photographer, but he's done 
some work for some big companies, BMW, let's say. And okay. he's, a lot of his work is he will make models. He will weather these models. He got started with cars, but he's also done stormtroopers in the past. I mean, beautiful stuff. A lot of it is composite work. Um, he'll shoot in an environment with like the stormtrooper in the snow, and then he'll composite in like a sky in the background and stuff, you know. But it's beautiful work. Um, and and he like his whole thing is he's right from the beginning smartly done really nice nicely edited videos of the process of mm. him making the car, building the car, weathering the model car building the set putting the car in the set shooting it blowing smoke into it whatever it's just really nicely done and he told me i went to a a, a seminar with him and he told me like that is the thing that sep if i just put the picture up people go oh, that yeah that's cool All right. oh it's a model oh interesting you know that's really nicely done great but them watching you make all that and come together and the work that's put into it and how it goes from a model kit to this beautiful picture of a car in an environment that looks real uh, is the amazing part of it. You know what I mean? So I, I really like that aspect. I really like the behind the scenes. So um, yeah, getting back to your question though, that this is going to be one of those things that if I do this, I'm going to try and do a nice behind the scenes because it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And that's what I liked about the the star Wars poster one that I did that I actually remembered when I remembered to do a, a behind the scenes. I actually remember to do that. And I think for the most part, not for the most part, but to some degree, that was what made that take off a little bit because I did post it with a video of the behind the scenes. Yeah. And so people were like, oh, you could have photoshopped Darth Vader's helmet back there. And yeah, that's a good shot. It looks cool. But the fact that it was all one shot, I think was a little bit more of a, a thing, I think. You know? Yeah, so that's that's amazing. I cannot wait to see what you're gonna do. I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait either. I don't. <laughs> I still have to get <laughs> a lot of a lot of parts and pieces and figure this out mentally, and uh, it's gonna be interesting. So, how do you kind of approach like your shots that you have that you want to do? Like, do you have like a running list of things oh. that's in your head? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And um, sometimes you just put stuff down because you wake up or, you know, at some point you're, I don't know, eating lunch and you go, oh, oh, yeah, that that would be great. And you put it down and it's one of those things like uh, you go back to and you go, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking there. Like, <laughs> that seems <laughs> off. But I do I do have a lot of ideas, but I think it's more the stuff that I get done, I think, is more the stuff that I like think of. And then either immediately get to or get to soon after that and and kind of strike while the idea iron is hot. You know what I mean? Uh, because I think you're more into it. When you go back and I look at some of my lists, sometimes I'll look at something and it'll be like, oh, yeah, that was going to be good. Yeah, I got to do that. Uh, but more often than not, it's like, yeah, eh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of tired of that figure. I took enough pictures of that or something like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. It helps. It helps to have. Uh, I just don't know how often I've gone back to that well. Um, I think it, it works better when I have the idea and I just go right to it. So when you're watching movies, like, do you stop the movie and then, like, go work on a shot when you're like, 
that inspired the the next process of of how you're going to do this next shot that you're going to do like because i know like uh sergeant bananas does that a lot he'll be like in the midst of like watching a netflix show and he's like oh wait i could do this shot like he'll stop it and then go go shoot how do you do you do that yeah i don't know if i'll i don't know if i stop it but i definitely either take a mental note or take a picture or, or whatever or save it um and it can be anything like um a while back it was earlier this year or later towards the end of uh, 2018 i i was really yeah i went to art school i studied you know people like caravaggio and um vermeer and you know the rembrandt the p you know you, you've seen the stuff um but i really yeah. always loved that realism and that chiaroscuro um style that really just the the light and and the dark um aspects of that and i tr i tried some stuff because I, I i was just looking at something um and uh actually it was another photographer uh chris knight i think was doing something on that low-key uh photography and he did something and you should check out his work because it's really really cool okay um he he uses humans obviously but uh he does this to make it look like an old master painting it's really really cool uh, and I just really wanted to do that. So I did that with a bunch of shots, uh, just, you know, like single lighting or lighting through a window or something like that. <laughs> um, so it can be anything. It doesn't have to be pop culture. It doesn't have to be a movie. It doesn't have to be a comic book. It can be anything that just strikes you as, or at least me, um, as I want to try that, that lighting. You know, sometimes it's a portrait that I'll see online and they're using gels uh, in an interesting way and i'm like oh i, I want to do that with something you know something mm. so yeah um generally i'll i'll either take a shot of it or uh mental note or write it down or something and i, I generally want to jump up and go do it but i don't always have the luxury of just going yeah I can for it. sure so being a being a veteran, I consider of the community. What do you think that we can kind of focus on to be a better community? Um, it's uh, hmm. That's interesting. Or what what are we doing right? <laughs> what are we doing right that we can kind of say, hey, this is something we're doing right, or what are we doing wrong? To it? it's like, hey, we need to focus on something else here. It's everybody's like super supportive, which is really good. Um, you know, especially on IG, um, which is great to see, uh, I really like that aspect of it. And, um, you know, shout outs stuff. I, I do that like once a month, like I'll, I'll collect images, which reminds me I have to do that, um, throughout the month that I really like, I can, I'll put them in a, in a, in a folder or a collection. Um, and you know shout out to people but people do that on a regular basis and i, I think i'm going to do more of that just just when i see something i'm going to call it out as opposed to just saving it up yeah um, but that's great i love that so everybody's really super supportive uh i think you were talking about with either tom or uh, actually i don't remember who it was but um you know just we all pull from pop culture and if you're doing a scene that's this is minutia, but a scene that, you know, people have done before Luke on Dagobah or something like that, or, you know, whatever, raising the X-Wing, everybody's done it. If somebody does it in a specific way though, and you get inspiration from that and you go and do it, credit that person, you know, like just, 
say that you you took some inspiration and generally people are pretty good about that but you know there's a few things here and there that i've seen that i'm like no that's that was a that's a total rip off of somebody else's shot you know what i mean and and that's not yeah uh but that's a minor aspect and it doesn't happen all that much um what else could we do i don't i don't i don't know um again i think i'd like to see um again the the creative criticism is up to the person you can't put that on anybody who doesn't want it um you have to be open to that but i would love to see that kind of come back um other than that i don't don't know um i love this i love doing this i'd love to see more podcasts and more video chats with people and just talking about the work you know what i mean um i really loved at one point um somebody God, who was it? Oh, I can't remember who was doing it. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> deconstruct my my photo or deconstruct my shot. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Instagram account. Yeah. Is that Greater Beast? It might have been. Yeah. And somebody else that I'm, I apologize for not remembering, but it was really cool because they would take a shot that they picked and they would literally break it down. And it wasn't like a criticism. It was like, how, why does this shot work? You know what I mean? Mm. And it could be the the golden ratio is used here or they're using, you know, um, the two thirds, one third. They're using, you know, whatever it is, the, the grid or they're using, you know, uh, a great contrast in this shot and, and examples of other things. It was so good, man. I really loved it. I'm, I'm sure it was a lot of work and I think they just kind of let it as things do. It just kind of faded away. But I really I really love that because they they really knew their stuff, too, which is really cool. Yeah, I love that too. I remember specifically that that account. That was something I learned a lot of. Yeah, uh, I, I learned a lot from, and I think that would be excellent to see that return. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I liked. Um, uh, we shoot toys. Also, was doing at one point a long time ago a, a thing on YouTube called uh, Friday Night Likes, and it was. You know, he'd pick six or seven shots and he would do the same thing. He would take it from a, a photography standpoint and break down the shot as to why this is working. You know, it wasn't a negative. It wasn't like, yeah, this isn't so good. It was, this is a great shot and here's why. And yeah. super helpful, like really great stuff. And, um, I, you know, I've been thinking about doing something like that uh, soon in some some way, shape, or form. So. That would be cool. I think I think you would be the perfect person to do that kind of deconstruct my shot. I know you probably don't have the time to do it, but that'd be awesome. I'm gonna do we're gonna do something like it, but I think I'm gonna get some help. So um, yeah, look for that. It's something I've been I've been talking with Jack at X Glue about doing another cha- another another show that I don't have time for on on YouTube. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. I really want to do it because I think it would be fun. Um, and and not just me blathering on about you know what I don't know, but uh, you know having some other people come in and and maybe give some uh, some points and stuff. So that I mean that would be great. I'd love to see more people who are kind of you know people who are breaking ground and you know are sort of the people that the people who are coming into it look up to sort of you know give some more tips and tricks. And it's it's one thing to have them you know DM them, and I know you know people DM people like you and Tom and stuff. And, and we're happy to go and talk to people and give them tips and tricks and, and things like that. Um, but it would be nice on a grander scale on a bigger scale, just that people could tune in and, and see something like that. Yeah. That's kind of my, my goal for like the, one of the, 
one of the goals for the the toy photography hub that I wanted mm-hmm. to do was to kind of have like a like a mentor moment where you have like a Sunday or a Saturday where you get one of the guys like yourself or Richie or or Jason and just be able to have them come in and do like an hour or two hour yeah. breakdown of like what's the process? How do you yeah. do it? You know, from start to finish. Yeah. That, yeah. That'd be yep. so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the people who know, you know, like Jesse, uh, who know how to blow stuff up and, uh, you know, teach you how to do that. Cause that's not really my thing either. <laughs> I'd like to know that. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about your exclusive stuff. Like what's going on with that? Exclusive doing well. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, and I commend Jack for doing, you know, 80 to 90% of, I'd say 90% of it. Uh, I throw in every once in a while, but, um, it's it's uh it's cool it's become it's become a thing it's evolved from uh an art book which is basically what he started it out as to more of a pop culture news well collectible news uh hub um so we started this this thing called the directory we're calling the directory that um is going to allow people anybody from diorama makers to figure customizers to People who make clothing like CJ, C. Jessam and um, uh, retailer, you know, people who sell toys, um, people who have photography equipment that could be utilized for toys like LumaCube or Lytra or whatever. Um, and it's going to be one big directory uh, for all that. You can drill down like I want to see all the diorama makers because, you know, we all know some of the people um, who do this stuff, but there isn't one place where you can go to find, like, if I want a diorama made, who can do this for me? And, you know, you could, you could DM this guy and he might say he's busy. You know, where do I go from there? You know what I mean? So just, it's just going to be a nice place for all this stuff to be, to be found, you know what I mean? In one, in one place. So we're trying to do some more stuff like that. Um, recently we, we're going to be doing another, um, 100 project we did one last year so we're featuring 100 toy photographers in a in a printed magazine and last year we did it on like a first come first serve basis and and people were a little you know a little upset that they didn't hear about it right away so they didn't get in this year we did a completely random choice we had a few hundred entries and we picked 100 people randomly from that um and and every year if you're in it you won't you can't be in it the next year so there'll be another 100 people next year if we do it Um, which is cool, but you get to see your work in a printed magazine with your bio. Beautiful. I mean, Jack does beautiful design work with these magazines and it's just a really cool thing to have on your coffee table, on your desk, um, you know, give it to your mom. So she knows you're not wasting your time in the basement or outside (laughs) shooting toys. Um, so it's, it's going to be really nice and you can, it's going to focus on a lot of different people, people that we do know, people that are just starting out. Um, you know, everybody gets a shot. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah. That is awesome. I cannot wait for that directory and I can't wait to see that next issue of exclude. That's going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really nice. So do you have anybody, or let me, let me rephrase that. Do you have any tips for people (laughs) just starting out doing toy photography that want, you know, to hear some advice from you? Yeah. Um, I would say don't discount, um, traditional photography. I mean, if you're just, if you just want to jump in, um, you know, pick the stuff that you love, Uh, obviously that's the stuff you collect. 
um, you know, maybe try to recreate a scene. Um, look at the lighting in a scene and try to figure out what that is, where that where that's coming from. Is there a light behind this person? Is there a light on this person's face? A lot of that comes with learning about lighting. So that's why I say don't discount traditional photography or traditional photography tutorials. There's tons of stuff on YouTube that you can go and just look at portrait lighting and the different ways to light a portrait of a human being. That's going to help you immensely when you go to sh when you go to light because I know that's the first thing that people have problems with. They'll put a black backdrop, you know, a foot behind a figure, throw a lamp on it, and they wonder why it looks like he's, you know, in a lineup or something. You know what I mean? It's like there's a huge shadow behind him, and and yeah. all this stuff is explained. There's just not a lot of it done specifically for toy photography, but it's all photography. So go to the traditional sources, look at that stuff and you were going to learn a lot about you know how to just set up lighting the explosion stuff you'll have to go somewhere else for but like, you know <laughs> but the lighting is key you know what i mean that that is the, the main problem that everybody has um right off the bat they're just throwing a light um up and above the figure and getting harsh shadows and they don't know about bouncing light they don't know about you know filtering light um directing it so i mean there's a lot of things that to be learned from traditional photography so i would say take go on youtube and and, and look up some traditional photography portrait um tutorials that's that's another tip i think i'd give people is just if you're going to do a picture make it tell a story it's it's fine to do just the heroic poses and things like that but i find it much more interesting when people are telling a story and you'll notice that the bigger accounts um and the people who are really getting the accolades are doing something that makes you look at it for a longer period of time than just here's that figure, um, you know, standing on on a rock, you know, with smoke around it or something like that. It's a little more interesting than that. There's something going on. Not not that there's anything wrong with that either, or just a portrait shot too. Um, but the storytelling is uh, is a big part of it. You look at people like I think I think somebody who does it in a great way is uh, Bale Moraldo. Uh, oh yeah, he's just it's funny. And and he's one of the, I'd say one does that at least on a regular basis. And but he's always telling a story, and it's it's always funny. It's always great. Um, but that that's a big aspect of it. Don't just try to work into a story. Try to become a director, like we were just talking about um, earlier. Director of your own film. You know, you can you can literally be a director of your own of your own film with these things. Um, you know, you've got the actors, you've got the lighting. You know, tell yeah. a story. Exactly, man. Exactly. Well, there you have it, man. Now is that time of the show when I just like to open up the mic and and allow you just to kind of say whatever you want to say, man. So if you want to give a shout out to your followers, people that are connected <coughs> to you, it's up to you. What do you want to say? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to say thanks to everybody who who bothers to follow this goofy stuff that I do. Um, it's uh, it it makes it you know obviously a lot more fun. I know you've talked to other people about. Um, you know, would you do this if it wasn't for social media? And the answer is probably yes, but maybe not as much. Or would it be as enjoyable? I mean, we're all artists, but, you know, people create art for the beholder of the art. You know what I mean? You create art to get that creative need out of you. Mm -hmm. Um but ultimately you want to share it and you want other people to experience it, however they experience it, um, hopefully enjoyably. Um, but that, you know, 
that is the ultimate kind of the ultimate goal. It's at least part of the goal. You know what I mean? You enjoy the creation, but then you want to share it with people. Um, so it's great that everybody can, um, you know, can, can find the stuff in one place. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate everybody who comments and, and like stuff because it, it does mean something, you know what I mean? The, the likes don't mean as much, uh, you know, the, it's nice, but it's nice when somebody gives you a thoughtful comment on something, um, you know, something I'm, I'm telling myself I need to do more of because I'll sit there and look at stuff and go, wow, I it just like, wow, this is an amazing shot. I can't, I love the light coming in over there and I love the way he did. And it's going to take, I, I can't write all that. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to write like a paragraph or two about this image, um, which is another reason that I kind of want to do this, this, this forum type thing that I'm talking about so that I can delve into verbally um, some of the stuff that I'm thinking about these, these images that I love uh, and just don't have the, you know, time to type up in a, in a cohesive manner. Um, but I mean, people appreciate that. That's, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's not about the likes, it's not about the followers that has its place, you know, in, in certain aspects of this, but, um, you know, it, that's, what's great. People share things. People say, you know, look at this great piece of work that somebody's done and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Definitely, man. I wholeheartedly agree. Where can people connect with you on social media if they don't, if they're not familiar with your work? Uh, I am at one six shooter on Facebook and Twitter and I think Flickr, if anybody's still on Flickr, um, I still put stuff up there. It looks great on Flickr. I'm sorry. Nobody's on there. Um, <clears throat> I am on, uh, Instagram at one six underscore shooter. Still can't find that person who's one, one six shooter. Um, <laughs> And I have a one six shooter.com and I'm on exclude doing reviews and, and photography there too, as well. Awesome, man. I want to say thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate all the gems and the wealth of knowledge that you have. And I know people are going to really appreciate this episode. So thank you, man. Thank you. I, I hope there was some little bit of knowledge there. <laughs> yeah, do of course. And you can find me at Dagobah underscore days. You can find the Mezco 112 Collective feature page at 1.12.collective. You can find the Toy Photographers podcast at Toy Photocast. You can find the Star Wars feature page that I run at Star Wars Toy Picks. And remember, everybody, we are storytellers. Get out there, tell your story. Tag Toy Photocast. Tag everybody. Tag one six shooter. Let's communicate. If you want to, if you heard this episode, it meant something to you. Send us a DM. Let's talk. So thank you so much for listening, and have an excellent day. Peace.